Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. And happy party Friday, everybody. Chuck Bonnywell, Julie Hayden here on the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. Chuck is wrapping up um, some business here at the uh, Chuck and Julie Podcast World Headquarters. He'll be joining us in a second. Um, Want to start off, though, with Dave Williams, the chair of the Colorado Republican Party. Uh, First off, Dave, hey, thank you for your time on this Friday afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Monday, the big trial starts. Um, a group of traitor fake Republicans filed a lawsuit funded by Democrats um, saying that Trump should not be able to be on the ballot in Colorado because he's an insurrectionist, even though none of that has been determined even remotely. Um, and you, to your great credit, um, got hold of not only is the Trump campaign fighting this, but the Colorado State Republican Party is fighting this, too. And why don't I get you to explain that? And then we can talk about what we think is going to be happening next week. Yeah, you you, you bet. Um, this all started, I believe, back in the beginning of September. Uh, crew, as they are so named, is funding the lawsuit on behalf of uh, six or so Republicans who are, you know, I really don't consider them Republicans oh. anymore. I, think <laughs> I don't think they ever were Republicans, but anyway. <laughs> this is certainly a betrayal to the to the party, and it's it's un-American. Uh, but right. they they uh, they put forward this lawsuit to kick Donald Trump off the ballot, uh, citing some novel untested you know theory connected to the 14th amendment uh you know falsely claiming that president trump has engaged in insurrection and therefore should not be eligible for office there are many you know problems with this uh, theory and i think ultimately uh, we're going to win whether it's in in on this district level or or through uh appeals i think we're going to win because uh, you know it's it's so outrageous i i know i know democrats and and democrat appointed judges can be outrageous at times but this is so beyond the pale that i just can't imagine a court saying you know what we're going to go ahead and violate the principle of one man one vote and take away your options on a ballot right well i know it's been thrown out in arizona right i mean this the same fund people are not in the the actual plaintiffs in the lawsuit but the same funding crew. yeah crew, crew. Are, you know are, are doing this all over um in in in, in, uh, in the country um and in in arizona i think the judge said that okay there's a 14th amendment but there's nowhere first congress is the one who decides what to do not jenna griswold um the secretary of state secondly yeah. there isn't really as i understand it any um, enforcement mechanism. Enforcement mechanism. The, the uh, yeah, the, the the petitioners and uh, I think the Secretary of State secretly anyway, or at least not publicly at this point, they think that the Fourteenth uh, Amendment is self-executing. You can oh. implement it just on anyone can implement it on a whim, you know, when when necessary, and that's really not how. It, 
I mean, we, we can get into the history of the 14th Amendment, but we I think we all recognize that it was a necessary amendment post-Civil War during Reconstruction. And, um, you know, it's we're, we're well past that now. We're into the 21st century, and the 14th Amendment, uh, that provision of it really doesn't apply anymore. Um, it, 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 it certainly doesn't apply with respect to Donald Trump. Um, right. Or, or even the events surrounding January 6th. But the the long and short of it is these these people think they can just do it on their own or worse have a district court judge agree with them and do it right, and that's right. that's not what the the framers of the 14th amendment contemplated no. i assure you that it felt exactly that some you know denver district court judge appointed by a democrat governor could could unilaterally decide who gets to be on the presidential ballot in this state i mean like you said it's just sort of ludicrous well but the the, the other local judge that that uh, prevented a a local person from from running saying he was a january 6 yeah um and so you know it's it's as ludicrous as it is, oh. there's nothing too ludicrous these days uh, for the left. Well, I think this, from my observation, layman's observation, I think this judge has been fairly reasonable uh, to date. Uh, we did have a number of motions denied, but I suspect, uh, I'm speculating, but I think those motions were denied just because uh, perhaps in the judge's estimate, the uh, the best thing to do is let all sides present yeah. their so-called evidence, let it all play out, and, and then she'll render a ruling that's going to be appealed one way or the other. So I don't, I don't have any reason to suspect that we're getting a shaft at the moment. But again, <laughs> any anything can happen. You know, you raise a. It's point. a polis appointee of about a year, so anything <laughs> could happen. You raise a point, though. I was saying this on the show the other day that the judge did, you know, deny the motions to throw it out. Um, I've covered a bazillion, and that's not probably a technical number, but court hearings, <laughs> and hardly ever, ever, maybe not hardly, but, but it's not very common that judges throw motions, things like this out. Usually, and as this judge said, these are issues and matters to be decided. I, I guess I really don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, what are the issues to be decided? Well, Is Donald Trump, Donald Trump an insurrectionist? <laughs> it's It's pretty easy not to have evidence when you say, okay, this is the 14th Amendment, it no longer applies, it's not applicable, and therefore it's gone. I mean, that's not... I, 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 think, I, think, I think a lot of a lot of us would agree with you, uh, Chuck, but the my, my gut tells me that the safest course of action is to let everyone put whatever they want in the record and then have the decision rendered. So, well, lawyers always always agree with that. Explain, Dave, because it's going to be pretty interesting. Like you said, and, and, and people are saying thank you for being the chair and getting, you know, fighting for Donald Trump. So you've got Trump and the Trump campaign has I mean, there's there's going to be a, a whole ton of lawyers in there. They're lawyers. There's, how is this going to play out in terms of actual, you know, just sort of um, logistically? Oh, well, it's uh, well. They there's there's uh, on the website uh, for the courts. Uh, they they put all the uh, briefings and order uh, orders that have been rendered so far onto one single page. And I'll try to text that to you so you guys can get it out if you like. Okay. Uh, but in in one of those, um, I think one of the briefings or orders, uh, they decided how the format and logistics are going to operate. And so each 
each uh, council is going to be afforded a certain amount of time to present evidence and and take testimony and direct and cross and all that. Um, and, and this thing is scheduled to go for about a week, so wow. it's, it's going to be pretty robust. I, uh, you know, and they in addition to all that, they also list out the topics that are to be discussed as well. And as you can as you can imagine, the petitioners really want to talk about January six and bring in so called right. experts that back up their claims. Uh, again, I I tend to think that this is just the judge wanting to be thorough thorough and 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 hopefully being fair-minded to allow all sides to put forward what they think is important and then after all that's been entered into the record she'll make whatever decision she's going to well, make. Well, let's let's say um you you have attorneys who are now billing at very reasonable rates and today reasonable rates is $500 an hour. And so you go through, uh, let's see, five days, uh, eight-hour days, that's 40, uh, 40 hours. Um, and there are usually two or three or four attorneys there, so that's $1,500. So you're talking about $150,000 in legal fees uh, that have been burned up uh, because the person – and that doesn't count all the legal fees going into and doing those briefs right? and everything else. So you're talking about a quarter million dollars being burned up by this judge who doesn't care. I mean, you know, no. what, what the hell does she care what burns up? Um, thank God that you're the chair and and we're smart enough to go out and, and get great attorneys who are willing to represent you on a pro bono basis. And you couldn't have any better in the country. Um, I can just imagine what this has been like if Chris Murphy, Murray, and uh, KBB had been in charge of this. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> we, we, are, we are certainly um, thankful and appreciative that we were able to to find, uh, you know, world-class representation uh, at at no upfront costs or, or any cost uh, to us. Uh, we, are, we are getting... You know, at the end of the day, because this is going, this is going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, or at least appeal right. to that level. At the end of the day, I think you know, collectively we're looking at millions of dollars with all parties uh, and and what they're putting into this effort. I mean, this is an historic case too, so it sort of right. makes. Well, uh, and it's, I mean, you're at the and your point is, I think, just for the reason for the state to enter in, and the judge did allow the state to enter in, is that you know we, the judges shouldn't be deciding, or you know, Democrat funded uh, organizations shouldn't be deciding who gets to be on the ballot. Coloradans should get to decide, and Colorado Republicans should get to decide. Well, and unaffiliated <laughs> and, and Democrats, and, and Democrats that day over to Republicans. Theoretically, at least, I mean. Well, Reason my way the state is involved, sticking up for our rights, basically. Right, right. So our position, obviously, our position aligns with with President Trump. We want him on the ballot, just as he wants to be on the ballot. But we we think it's bigger than just one candidate. Um, right. If if they're able to get away with this, uh, then you know what are the implications uh, moving forward for future presidential elections? We should be able to qualify. Uh, uh, or decide rather who the qualified candidates are in our own um, political party, not well, don't, uh, anyone else. Just don't leave it to, to presidential candidates. I say there have been local candidates who have been thrown off the ballot by judges and states. Sure. Um, yeah. And so you're talking about your whole 
Democrats' elections are so pesky and troublesome and, and, yeah. and can be. Well, Ron him. Hanks was in Washington on January 6th, so maybe he shouldn't be right, able to run again. Right. And well, let me to clarify, too, this and we say a trial, but this is actually it's a trial to the judge. Right. There's not, the or, or the court. There's not a jury. Right. 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 This is not. Yeah, there's no jury. This is all going to be decided by one judge at the district level and then will be appealed up accordingly. Um, the, well, go ahead. I was going to say, okay, so just, and I know you're not the lawyer, but I'm sure you've been, you know, involved. You played one on TV. You played one on TV and you look like one kind of now too there. Um, so it seems like they're kind of two issues. And I'm wondering if you have any indication and Chuck, you could maybe have some thoughts on this too. So you do have the whole just constitutional issue and that doesn't really matter whether Donald Trump did or didn't do anything, right? But right. It, just as this apply, then you have the other issue was, did Donald Trump act as an, insurrectionist? as an insurrectionist, which is a crime, which it's kind of like, how can, I I mean, I would think that'd be a weird legal stance. You have Donald Trump, the individual, as a weird legal stance. But I mean, Um, unless you're you're attorney for Donald Trump, and therefore you you in arguing like John Eastman did that he could do various things that he and now they'll throw you in jail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So there's a lot going on with this particular case. This is. This is a little in the weeds, but this is a 113 proceeding, and we're not supposed to actually be dealing with constitutional questions in a 113 okay. proceeding. However, uh, the petitioners are obviously bringing up um, the 14th Amendment in the Constitution right, so- and using that as a basis for their whole thing. But then when we offered our, our motion to dismiss, um, our, or excuse me, let me back up. When we offered our our initial briefings that laid out our First Amendment concerns, um, the petitioners filed a response to dismiss that portion of of our briefing, which the judge granted, saying that one thirteen proceedings don't deal with constitutional questions. Well, that's the whole point. There's a, there's a lot going on here, and and I I don't I don't <laughs> fully understand the. The, the logical consistency, if there is any, in all of this. But I, what I assure you is uh, that, um, <laughs> that that by whatever means necessary the petitioners uh, have at, at their um, – available to them to get Donald Trump off the ballot, they're going to seek it out and, right. and, and do it out. And, and I, uh, I suspect that um, no matter what, uh, this is this this week that's coming up with the trial is not going to be the last of it. We're going to have yeah. more court proceedings. And to Chuck's earlier point, thank God we we uh, got the uh, uh, representation from the American Center for Law and Justice. Right. Well, and as a practical matter, uh, you know, when I used to study medieval history, they'd always have these entire conferences that would last a week and longer. And on how many angels could you fit on the top of a of a, of a yeah. pin um right. and it was about is about as illuminating as this is going to be <laughs> um everybody arguing they'll have those the most you know most brilliant jesuit priests who are lawyers <laughs> these days arguing all these complicated rules and uh, motions for excluding and everything else all to get to the common sense one no people should get to vote for who they want <laughs> <laughs> right i think i think that's right i mean look at the end of the day the voters in 2016, they made it very clear that the major political parties are the ones who are supposed to be qualifying candidates, not anyone else, and especially not the Secretary of State. The Secretary of State's role is purely ministerial. 
She's supposed to make sure that every candidate crosses every T and dots every I, and that's it. Right. Um, right. And so the petitioners are trying to usurp the will of the voters when they pass Proposition 107, and uh, we think that's that's inappropriate. It's the party's responsibility and the authority granted to us by the people to decide who bona fide candidates are, and we believe Donald Trump is a bona fide candidate. Right. Well, as, as you know, one of the he only happens to be the, the most leading with sixty percent of yeah. the Republican <laughs> vote. You know, it's. I mean, that's. A, I mean, that's a thing. And I, I, and I know you can't say this, but I kind of. I mean, I've covered again a lot of court cases, and this is just not just, but this is a Denver District Court judge. I mean, she doesn't usually deal with sort of like you know country changing decisions. And I. Well, I, why do you think she oh, she decided to have at least a week long trial? Oh, it's in her very busy docket, which always tell you they're overburdened they're overwhelmed yeah. they don't have enough time oh a famous case oh. <laughs> yeah clear the, clear the Chuck, you can you can correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it's they're called what a case of first impression or something like that so yeah. uh-huh. that's um i mean it's it is a historic whether we like i don't think it should be going forward obviously because we right. filed our dismissal uh brief but uh, you know it, it like it or not it is a historic case and it's gonna and lawyers and judges love historic cases. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it going to be televised? Uh, yeah, it is. There is uh, there is going to be um, media coverage. I believe CNN was granted permission along with a few other outlets. Uh, but I also think, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, there's also some sort of court Zoom uh, oh, the, or, the, or WebEx. Yeah. WebEx, yeah, that they, that you said it in COVID. Okay, so, and you'll, I'm sure as a party, you'll put, you guys do a great job alerting everybody where they can watch it if they want to, right? Yeah, it, I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll, let me confirm that. And if there is a public uh, WebEx or something like right. that, I'll go ahead and, and send it your send way. It you know, once again, I want to give credit to you, though, because when this all started, there these suits have been in, in various places, you know, in other states. And there was no indication, you know, Colorado was just one of several, right? But it looks like, for whatever reason, Colorado was first out the gate. And I think that's why. And, and so I, you got you got to wonder, maybe everybody else will wait and see what happens in Colorado. Or no, do you think, no, no, you know, everybody? No, they will not wait and see what happens in Colorado because well, all of them want want to get, you know, if if you're Trump, you 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 know you've got to fight off the, all the other ones if right. you're the, if if you're the plaintiffs. Well, no, you want to get you know contrary decisions in different places to make sure that it goes up. And moreover, if you're just doing it on a state by state basis, if you can get cut out in this state but not that state, you know it's good enough. I mean, okay. Trump is rated as four points behind by Emerson, which isn't much in Colorado. So no. if you can just get Colorado, that's not a bad deal. Or whatever other states you want to try yeah, to get. I mean, I mean, Chuck's right. You know, if you're the if you're the the opponents, the petitioners in this case, then you're you're doing everything you can to knock him off the ballot wherever, whenever, and. and but you know, as Colorado right. seems to be kind of going first, I'm just once again glad that you have got the state party involved in the fight rather than saying, well, it's just Trump's problem and other places will handle it, we'll wait and see, because it could end up being, you know what I mean? Yes, if it goes yes, up, absolutely. it could be the Colorado case could be the pivotal one, absolutely. essentially, that gets to the Supreme Court. So the kind of job that you guys do matters a lot, yeah, I, I think, you, you know. Um, how yeah. do you know, just, just out of curiosity, is it the same Trump team that's doing well, it and others like or the, well, they got local ones. They got Scott Gessler, 
Okay. You got, you got a lot of you got a lot, a lot of lawyers. The the local <laughs> the local attorney for Trump is Scott, um, and then our uh, our local uh, attorney, his name is um, Matt Melito, I believe, or Mike. Well, I, oh, he's got the best job ever. Right. Uh, oh, doesn't get to charge though. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you're the you don't have, you know it'd be in hoc vice. You just sit there billing at five hundred bucks an hour with your feet up on the table. The other people do that. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 all participating. I mean, because ever this is a historic. It's a historic. Right. It seems you're kind of enjoying it in some sense. They're, they're all they're all participating. You know, we did some we did some pre-trial prep just to kind of go over um, what the what briefs we had, so we all uh, understood exactly what we were uh, wanting to convey in our arguments. But you know, it's they're all. I think. It's it's annoying, but it's also somewhat exciting because it is a it's historic. Right. Well, then you were saying so. Um, the trial starts Monday, um, and um, and you're also a witness too, right? I am. I'll um I'll be uh, one of the witnesses, obviously for the party, uh, to uh-huh. just to essentially testify to what our role is uh, in this whole process and why uh, why it's important, or at least why we think it's important that it it be. Uh, maintained and, and, and unharmed. Well, you know, it's a good thing you are there. So KBB would be like, well, I don't know. I have to call and see what the consultants want me to say. And and there's people over well, at- I know what she'd say. They're right. Boy, no, after right. hearing their arguments on this thing, <laughs> we, we have no right to be, you know. <laughs> I was talking to Dick Wadens and he told me Trump yeah. is the reason we keep losing. So if I'm we not were- sure, I'm not sure my predecessor would have intervened to begin with. Uh, no. So, you know, the- <laughs> You know, the the again, this is bigger than Trump. The party has a right to ensure that we get to decide who our candidates are and not not be undercut by a a, a partisan, a hyper partisan Secretary of State that that just wants to create chaos. Well, and do we think for a second that's right? I mean, if this is successful, and this is this lawfare tactic is when they're doing all over the place, I could easily see, say, if somebody runs for governor, right? And they said something somewhere. I mean, you could twist the law around any way you want. That's and, the law is there. And, and, and file the, the suit. And do, and I mean, Trump at least has money and you've got people working, you know, pro bono. But if you were a candidate and, you know, all of a sudden now you get this these this crew organization filing a lawsuit trying to keep you off the ballot and, you know, and top of campaign fundraising you got to fundraise for the lawsuit i mean it could be a real i mean you're right the the implications and the possible misuse of this are staggering really yeah i mean this is a very serious threat and we're we're taking it um very seriously and you know we again we're fortunate to have partnered with the american center for law and justice but we're also partnering with the trump with the trump team you know we're all trying to do our part to make sure that Coloradans get to exercise their right to vote. If you don't like Donald Trump, vote against him. Right, exactly. Don't take him off the ballot. That's un-American, right. and it's it violates it violates the principles uh, of one man, one vote. It, it, you know, we fought for suffrage. Uh, you know, a long history of that, and and now we have. Oh, that's just, that's just yesterday <laughs> thinking. That's yesterday. <laughs> And the Democrats tell us who to put on our ballot one way or the other. And then <laughs> they get on the ballot, then they cheat by mail and balloting. <laughs> um, hey, maybe while we've got you real quick, just the I mean, I know because there's so much going on. Any updates on the opt out lawsuit that's proceeding along or I know John Eastman's been a little busy. So, yeah, the open the open primary lawsuit, rather. It's um, okay. it's, it's coming along. Uh, the 
I didn't I didn't know this uh, until a couple days ago, but the uh, the state actually replied, and uh, they didn't file a motion to dismiss. They just they just gave a really? response to our initial. Our, they filed just an answer. Yeah, they just filed just an answer. So we're there's no there's no there's no uh, uh, timeline now for the judge to decide whether or not to dismiss it. We can go straight to kind of schedule. Oh, that's good. Do they have a certain period of time where they have to do that, or they can just do that like next week if they want? No, the court can schedule whenever they want to schedule. No, no, yeah. but can they file a motion to dismiss? Do they have a time frame that they have to file that in? Well, you've, once you've answered, then it's not a motion. Oh, but then, to then you can't. You can't say, "Oh, you can file a summary judgment," which is saying we don't need to go to a trial on this matter. We can decide it just on these facts. But after you get after you've answered, you can't file a motion to dismiss. You file it before your answer. Oh, that's pretty good news so then. What, so what I'm being told by uh, Randy Corcoran and Eastman is that uh, they're going to a scheduling conference soon and they're going to try and get something on the books so that we can go to trial. Yay! So right. it, they the, uh, the consensus was that for some reason the AG's office, I don't know, mistakenly did us a favor by not, <laughs> not dragging us out with a dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe well i'm sure they had maybe their plan is to just go ahead and just file lawsuits to keep everybody off the ballot so they don't have to worry about it uh, they, they've got uh, you know they pay it pay pay quite attention to that case and so it was well thought out of what, whatever their uh, strategy is if we can, we'd like i'd like to ask maybe we could kind of keep in touch with you through next week and if you don't have time maybe somebody just to kind of get a sense of how they think things are going, I know. No, well, you can tell some some judges because they scream and yell at you. Uh-huh. Others, like the the previous one we had with the Carter appointee, he was very polite. He had no idea. Well, so let me. I mean, let me give credit where credit's due. I, 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 this is this is public record. The petitioners wanted to depose President Trump. They wanted <laughs> the court to compel President Trump to go through a deposition. Oh, of course it did. And and the and the and the judge was like, "No. It's one this this is this is this is too late because they did try to get it later on, but she she said it was too late and and inappropriate." So, I again, I can't really Yeah, that sounds fair. I can't fault this judge. I think this judge is trying to play it down play it down the middle and, you know. Right. I can promise you you never know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but at least at least at least you have the semblance of 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 a fair judge because when you get the other kind which I yeah. had in the last case like um, that goofy judge in New York we don't know yeah, that right, yeah we don't right. if if she starts putting makeup on and everything like that for the camera you know that could be a bad sign <laughs> no all right well Dave hey thank you for all you do yeah, and good great. luck next week we'll all be anything new updates the folks on party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, carry get get your Carrie Lake tickets. Uh, that's November fourth, uh, about a week from now. So uh, we got we still have some seats left, but it's it's filling up fast. Okay, and they just go to the state. Where do they go to get? Right, those? right, right. So go to the go to the website cologop dot org. There'll be a pop up, and you can just click the pop up, and they'll take you right to the tickets. And I can tell you from all of the fun people are going to be there. So you should go. <laughs> Everyone should go. Everyone who's anyone who is fun is going to be there. So well, all the stick in the mud uh, rhinos probably will not, that will not be there. I, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. Thank you for your time. And Thanks, Dave. Work. Thank you. Thanks for being right, with thank us. Thank you. All right. We've got, and guys, we've had a ton of comments here. Um, uh, let's see. 
Will the Colorado GOP do a daily synopsis on the court proceedings on the website? No. Um, my guess is, Sandra, they would not. A lot of times judges don't like right. the parties involved to do that. I'm sure there'll be media coverage and we'll do our best to cover it, too. Will they have expert testimony? Yes, it's going to yeah. be almost all expert testimony. Um, oh, this is an age-old question from Jacob. What do you say to the dumbest person in the courtroom? Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> from Charlene, Williams is so well-spoken and unfazed by the insanity. Yeah, he'll be a good witness. Um, and then from Jacob, the judge just wants his or her name in the paper until it gets overturned by a higher court. Then it'll be Judge Who. Um, and then Sandra, thank you, Dave and Anna. I always listen to Randy's radio show. Um, the judge is currently sharpening her backstabbing knife. And Charlene says, yay, Dave. Well, it, it sounds, what, what I was saying is, and they probably won't be able to comment that, but we'll know depending on what the judge allows in and out in terms of testimony and expert test. For instance, in the John Eastman trial, Rachel Alexander, the reporter covering that, keeps pointing out that she's not letting John Eastman say, present, you know, half well, of the if, stuff if, he wants if, to if present. It's, if it's a halfway biased, unbiased judge you will not i mean they will not exclude right. testimony you should have been and right um obviously the one in new york and here the you know the judge you know so you i don't think this judge has only been on the bench for years she doesn't want to embarrass herself sounds like she's been conducted in a, in a fair way it's starting out um, yeah um and what what what's her conclusion of that is is who knows since we found out with our Last case with John Eastman. I mean, yeah. he was he conducted it in a very fair manner, but he was writing up. Well, exactly. Well, because you're right. Judges don't like to be appealed for not letting something in. So I, sometimes well, I think if you know what you're going to do, if you if you know if they know what they're going to do anyway, they don't care about letting it in. Right, like right. or whatever, and they're actually playing Candy Crush on their cell phone. Right. You know, while they're waiting. Well, speaking of. Um, but it's kind of a legal show today. Some other stuff we wanted to talk about. Um, it's always important to pay attention to what's being leaked, where's well, it coming I, from. Well, oh, did I, you want- yeah, just uh, half a second before sure. the legal stuff. You know, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday, uh, we we're all thrilled about Mike Johnson and how he's going to be the greatest thing since like Oh, that. you want to go straight to there? Yeah. Okay. And and uh, in the last couple of days, he's been what I he's become depressed already. Chuck became depressed, and just since he, he had Rev had a golf lesson because we didn't have school today, and in between the time they got back from the golf lesson and the show started, yeah. Chuck has plummeted into depression over the new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson. In part, I can play the sound bite. Oh, good. Okay, so in, in part. This is why. So, Thomas, I'm going a little bit of, out of order, but if we could play the Johnson on Ukraine soundbite. This is Johnson on Hannity earlier. Issue. I told the staff at the White House today that our consensus among House Republicans is that we need to bifurcate those issues. I agree with your assessment in Ukraine, and that's why the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there, and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, we're not going to abandon them, but we have a responsibility, a stewardship responsibility over the precious treasure of the American people. And we have to make sure that the White House is providing the people with some accountability for the dollars. And, and we want to know. That's okay. just the opposite. Yeah, explain why you're so depressed about that. Well, because he one gives the argument that, that all the people want inevitable uh, onward, you know, years and years of bleeding us dry saying we can't let Vladimir Putin because he'll avoid Poland and 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 then China 
um, will because the Ukraine will will go in and take Taiwan and right. It's the same, you know, military industrial complex. I yeah, imagine. yeah, dominoes, dominoes deal. Right, right. Um, and so that means unlimited amounts of money. Then he says, we want some accountability. Oh, great. Right, we'll, right. we'll put a commission together <laughs> and we will have an accountability board and we'll make sure that everybody, including the Democrats, gets their cut. Right. That's um, a problem. I mean, you know, and, and J.D. Vance, who's been a strong person on the Ukrainian <laughs> one, was uh, saying, what the, what the frick? What the hell? What happened to you in one day? In one day. What's and, a- and then the other one on there, he asked about abortion. Now, um, Johnson is, has been called an abortion extremist. Uh, he has, in the past anyway, said that he wants a federal ban on all abortion. And on Hannity's show, he said, well, it's up to the states. Well, I agree with that position. I think it's up to the states. I think it's terrible for the, for the states to say you have to, you know, have a federal thing saying you have to have abortion or a federal one like I had before saying you had to allow abortion. But that's 180 degrees from what he said before. Well, and not- so everything, you know, you kind of, what? I mean, I agree with that one, tell you the truth. But but it's certainly not what you felt before. Well, and he, before, wasn't he saying he was opposed to any more aid to Ukraine? Or what was he saying before? Well, yes, in, in, by implication that, 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 you know, this wasn't this wasn't something we wanted to, you know, spend all our money on and everything else. And as a practical matter, particularly today, I mean, it's now mud season in the Ukraine. Uh, the counteroffensive has failed. Um, and as a practical matter, uh, neither side can seem to be doing an offensive operation, um, which means, uh, you know, a long, drawn-out uh, war of attrition. And the only way that Ukraine can do a long, worn-out war of attrition is to use all of our blood, sweat, and toil, and all our money of hundreds of billions of dollars for years into the future. And I don't Well, they need that many Ukrainians. I mean, first of all, look at the ridiculousness of it. So we took all the weapons from, not all, but weapons from Israel, sent them to Ukraine. So now we've had to send them back. I still submit, I and I am becoming, this is partly joking, but I become increasingly convinced of it. You look at the reporters, I was watching the, the Fox News reporter reporting live from the Gaza, the, the border. You can see the air, the stuff going on behind him, right? You can see all this stuff. We see zero pictures like that out of Ukraine. We see pictures of injured people, blown up buildings, bodies, right? I mean, interviews with these people. We see zero of that out of Ukraine. Right. I'm just kind of, I still have serious questions. And the problem with the accountability is, as Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch explained, a lot of the money is simply going from Ukraine to people like Sam Bankman-Fried, who are then laundering it and donating it back to the politicians. But, so, but even if that wasn't that, true, even if, if you have a Venn diagram, well, let me just, you know, yeah. she could do, a, Kamala could do a Venn diagram, which goes, so the money comes here, to, then it comes back to Biden. And then, I mean, they're not going to say that. Well, of course not. And, and you won't be able to trace it. And Ukraine is maybe one of the most corrupt states in the world. But even if it wasn't corrupt, and 100 percent went into missiles, and, yeah, I mean, we cannot endlessly fight another war along with doing the war in, in uh, I mean, Israel, and too, we'll give but... them we'll give them 14 or 16 billion, which I don't object to. Um, but but it's 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 
disgraceful and we're just pouring money out well and right you're right and well because what happened is the the first phone call congratulating him i'm sure was from when that one when the one donor who was kevin mccarthy's big donor said oh i'll continue donating to mike johnson i'm sure that comes with strings i mean we talked about this before when we were talking about jim jordan in part it's probably almost impossible for the Speaker of the House to be not corrupted because it's their job to bring one in money. One day? Oh, yeah. You keep one day? The couldn't, you, could, couldn't you kind of <laughs> leave your pinky toe out, you know, just a little bit? And he also cited in some interview of Crenshaw, the one-eyed McCain, and how wonderful he is. And he's saying anybody who doesn't support the war uh, in Ukraine is pro-Russian. I mean, yeah, that's a great person you ought to, you yeah. ought to cite. I mean, he's become exactly what you don't want. Which you, we, what was we fast? That was happened, but you, that was fast. <laughs> it was Ooh. it was faster than we hoped. All right, yeah. now, if we go on now to more cheerful subjects, all the legal stuff. lawsuits, well, lawsuits, lawsuits, and lawsuits. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out is um, it is always important to to anymore. You have to have just such a cynical slash common sense view when people start leaking things. So earlier this week, um, leaks coming from the prosecution office, the Jack Smith, the people, you know, persecuting Donald Trump over the January 6th stuff. The leaks were coming out, and I think ABC reported them, a lot of people reported it, that Mark Meadows had been wearing a wire during the conversations with Trump. Now, Meadows' office finally came out and and, Meadow, and denied that, right? Yeah, and right. apparently now everybody is unreporting it, oh. right? Um, but here's what I think is going on, and I talked about this a little bit the last show. All of these gag orders and all of these legal maneuverings, they're all of them are contempt of court traps for Donald Trump. I think because Mark Meadows is a witness, right? So I think they, and Donald Trump is supposed to not comment on the witness. So I think they leak stuff, number one, because it helps make them look good, and that Mark Meadows wore a wire and we have all this stuff against Trump. I mean, how often have we heard, oh, the bombshell, 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 and then it turns out to be not true at all. Not even like close, not true at all. And I think that Jack Smith did this one on purpose to try to try to try to bait Donald Trump into commenting about Mark Meadows, and then they turn around and find him in contempt of court and put him in jail. Sure. You, I mean, so just they'll do anything. I mean, right. nothing is beyond them, and nothing is nothing does more to destroy any faith you have in this system um, than these ludicrous. Uh, Trump trials, right? Well, and then going on from that, then let's talk about the Grassley stuff. The Grassley, yeah, yeah. okay? You want to talk? Or do you- well, you go ahead. What, what happened? Um, this was the twenty, so the twenty seventh, a couple of days ago. Grassley, um, Senator Grassley, who's investigating and, and part it's of Senator from Iowa, yeah, all of the um, Hunter Biden, Biden crime family stuff, wrote a letter and it revealed numerous things. A seven page letter, seven page lots letter, of footnotes and everything else, and, and demanding answers, which of course he won't get. But one of the things that was laid out clearly is something that we've kind of already suspected. It's like the Russia hoax all over again, right? You start looking at stuff and it just doesn't add up. You suspect things and then you find out, oh my God, it's even worse than we thought. So at one time, and this was going back years before Biden was elected, they had various up to 40 confidential informants, FBI confidential informants, who were telling the FBI, the IRS, the Department of Justice about alleged criminal activity by Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. And throughout the country, there are various FBI field offices investigating all of these various claims, right? But what they have found out through whistleblowers and documents and things like that is it's eventually 
all of this stuff was funneled through the main FBI office in Washington, D.C., and what did they do with it? Well, and Grassley outlines it in this letter. All kind, they slow walked it. They made them keep like every time, like approval from uh, seventeen different individuals. Literally, which, which the minority. Well, they thought, well, that's that's not possible. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, who would be seventeen people? Can you see if you if and not just approval, but approval for them to do anything, right? Approval for them to question this person, um, approval for them to talk to this person or that person, approval to do whatever. It had to go up a chain, and in many cases, have seventeen different people sign off on it, which is sort of stupid. That's just all of them covering their butts, right? I mean, there's only no, one no, person. No, no, just, no, it's not. It's, it's no, because one doesn't do it. You know, you don't have one per you have this well, time, one time. Thing. This time, another time, and it, it slows everything incredibly down. Right. Well, and then, and then he's written to Garland and Ray, but the other thing, it, it slows everything down. And then what they did was, and we saw this with the Hunter Biden laptop issue, where it's just Russia disinformation, when the agents kept like investigating stuff and they're like, okay, I've got my 17th, you know, approval now. So I'm going to go do this. So like, oh, well, they started calling all of the information foreign disinformation. And, now, and then it closed it down. It closed right. down the confidential informants. And and not only did he do that, but at the same time, in the House, because Grassley's in the Senate, they did a deposition of Brady, who was the attorney, U.S. attorney from Pennsylvania, that was supposed to be investigating on behalf of of uh, the Justice Department. Um, and he said, no, it was ridiculous. The FBI slow walked it, refused to provide resources. The uh, people in Delaware, where it was the awful Weiss, Wolf, the WW combination, um, which is what Merrick Garland said. I just left it to the Republican <laughs> group and uh, promised I'd interfere, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and his was scathing. I mean, just scathing. So you take Grassley and you take the U.S. attorney. And there's no question that there's a cabal in in the just in the White House, not the White House, in the Justice Department and the FBI uh, that are just criminals that are preventing any investigation of Joe and Hunter Biden. Well, the thing too, when they started, so they formed this task force that just started calling everything foreign disinformation, and that's smart because that they don't necessarily have to reveal. They said, "Well, we'll tell you about it. We can't." Yeah. Even though some of the other FBI field offices looked into that and said, "No, there, there is. We can't. There is. It's not right. No, our source is good. There's zero, zero and evidence." Yes, America, much of this occurred during Trump's administration. Right. Um, and so here are all the FBI guys, here are the ju- his Justice Department, his FBI, working against him, slowing down everything on the Biden side and then persecuting him on the other side. I mean... It, 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 well, I think it, it goes back to the FBI and the Department of Justice are, are you know, maybe... Discreet. Yeah, and the people who say... That's sad because they're, I don't think there are any good people in the Justice no. Department. <laughs> But the FBI, I do think there are. And when we blow up the FBI, we got well, to take them out. And it goes back to, like we were saying, this was going on, like on the one front, they had created this whole, their own foreign disinformation campaign yes. to go after yes. Trump, right? right? Yeah. And then they used the, a, a lie, another lie about foreign disinformation to protect Joe Biden. And so you got to ask yourself, why were they protecting Joe. Now, clearly he was a candidate or was going to be a candidate, right? But why were they so protecting Joe um, Joe Biden? And I think some of that goes back to Obama. 
and the Obama people who Everything are still goes back to Obama. Oh, we're still, you know, Ob- the Obama people are like, we need to protect and our, our because you got to protect Obama, right? You know, I mean, Joe probably knows where some bodies are born if it, or buried if he could remember anymore. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, so I, I think, and some of this gets in the weeds, but just like with the Russia, the whole Russia hoax. I mean, we talked about that for years. And I think it's just, and sometimes you're like, oh God, I know it's another hoax. We know it's another hoax. But I think it's important to explain just how awful it is and how awful and corrupt um, the FBI and the Department of Justice are. And and it, they are, I think, beholden to no administration really, right? It's, I mean, they're just beholden to their, their own deep state swamp bureaucracy anymore as well. And as long as, I mean, they, as long as Biden is going to be their useful idiot, they're fine with that, right? Well, it doesn't matter who's the president because right. Trump was the president right. and they were attacking him and supporting the old Obama-Biden White House. Right. And the corruption is so deep um, and so pervasive, pervasive that it's 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 difficult to to understand how you could ever have trust uh, for these entities again. Speaking of trust, okay. we're going to play a little videotape that's going to show you this is as I'm being sarcastic. How much you can trust the D.C. police? So remember that idiot representative Jamal Bowman who pulled the fire alarm um, during uh, some the vote. The vote and um, on leader um, and said, oh, my God, it was just an accident. I was trying to get out the door because I was I panicked and I was trying to get to the vote. Right. And so they did a whole thing. They investigated. Um, yeah. And the, the, he ended up anyway earlier this week with a deferred judgment plea deal to like. So if he behaves for like six months, it's something ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. It all goes away. Right. Um, so he's not an insurrectionist or anything. No, Now he, did, he didn't obstruct. Uh, official proceedings, so uh, he, like, like people giving 15 years. What he says happened is that he was trying to get to a door and he couldn't, and he accidentally, you know, he accidentally pushed the door, but it didn't work. So he accidentally pulled the fire alarm. I mean, it was kind of vague as to how he did all this, but he makes it appear as if it's, he was completely confused, had Days. no idea, dazed and confused. And in a panic, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, right? So let's play this surface. Why this didn't surface? Well, I know why it didn't surface beforehand. Silly me. It didn't surface beforehand because it shows the truth. But I want to play it's and it, there's no sound to it, but the video of what actually happens. So, uh, Thomas, if we could please play the uh, uh, Bowman fire alarm video. So what you see here is Bowman walking up. He takes down the sign. He rips it off the door. You know, fire, don't pull. Pulls a fire alarm and then walks away. <laughs> so he rips off the signs. So for those who are listening and not watching, so it shows him. It's a surveillance camera. So it shows him walking to the door. There are two signs. There are two doors, right? And there are two doors. And and there's a sign that says basically fire fire exit. Don't you know? Don't go out here, right? Um, an alarm will sound. And so he rips off the one sign. He rips off the other sign. Turns over Gently, here, yeah, yeah, quietly, and then no panic. Pulls the fire alarm and turns around and calmly walks away. Now, what's even particularly interesting about this is the DC police don't mention this in their affidavit, right? No, they missed that part. Missed that part. So he gets nothing for clearly blatantly pulling the fire alarm. Well, it's not just pulling the fire alarm. Oh, it, the sign off. Well, no, it, it is trying to oh. interfere with a congressional proceeding. That's that's a felony. Right. You know, pulling a fire alarm is not quite as serious as the other. Right. Um, and so it's a joke. I mean, well, the whole system's a joke. The whole system is. And this is from Sandra. And he gets a... Um, 
it's it's and he gets a slap on the wrist while people who didn't do a darn thing on January 6th are in effing jail. That's true. Um, this is from Jim. Sleepy Joe was putting four carrier task forces in the region and says it has nothing to do with Iran and answer to a question. It's just, a, you know, whatever. Um, Leo says time to order ammo, even though I had a boat accident. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, well, anyway, but the, again, the two tier justice system is revolting. revolting. And so I'm glad back to Dave Williams that he's hopeful about this judge. Um, uh, but well, it's, been in front of but it's, it's, yeah, it's scary. I was going to say it's sad, but it's worse than sad. It's, well, it's, it's a, scary to, me, to see what's to me. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're trying to get a civil trial, if you're trying to get some other trial, they'll tell you how overworked they are, how mm-hmm. burdened they are, how they can't do this and that. And I promise you this judge was scheduled to do a trial of some sort of some political. Well, it's a trial. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and, but, but she took an entire week. No, now a week. Over a week to to and sp- it'll spend you know it, with all the experts they don't you know they'll be a thousand dollars more. Right. Um, it, it's going to be millions and millions and millions and a waste of time. Um, and it's typical of the of our justice system. Also, a judge can look important. Also, a judge can look important. Um, and see if that she can screw around with whatever constitutional rights you still have. Well, and again, and, and keep in mind, and once again, thank God that the grassroots has just grown such an, an influence um, in, in Colorado. And um, we got a new speaker. We got, yeah, well, all right, we're forgetting about him because it's Party Friday. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this lawsuit was filed by pe- people who claim to be Republicans, oh, yeah. right? It's like, you know, um, and, and it's only going to get worse because as Donald tries, what the latest poll shows Biden plummeting even more. Yeah. No one likes him now. Um, and Donald seventy five percent of Democrats still do, but five percent of Republicans and at least is a Gallup poll. Seventy five percent of Democrats down eleven right, points. Right. Thirty five percent of Independents and five percent of Republicans. Yeah. I want to know who those five. They, they, we know there's some of those people <laughs> here in Colorado. For people, that's yeah, right. Those, those guys right. like him. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for us on this party Friday. I want to thank Dave Williams, all the great guys at BBS. We have rescheduled Brigitte, uh, Brigitte, Brigitte, Bridget Gabriel. She was born um, and raised in Lebanon and has some interesting perspectives. Yeah, um, be great. that'll be on Monday and also next week. This should be kind of interesting. Um, the uh, Colorado Convention of States folks want to come mm-hmm. on and talk about what they're doing in terms of a constitution. What's it called? The Convention of States. Convention of States. Amend the, change the Constitution. To change the Constitution. So a lot going on next week. In the meantime, though, it's Party Friday. Thank you, everybody, on Zoom. Catch all the shows at chuckandjulie.com. Stay warm. Yeah, stay warm. Oh, God, doesn't even go there. We're pretending that we aren't looking at the forecast. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody.